This podcast is brought to you by ClearBridge Investments. Meet an evolving economy confidently with ClearBridge Active Equities, the foundation of a resilient portfolio. ClearBridge, a Franklin Templeton company. Go to clearbridge.com to learn more. Hi, everyone. This is Sterling Shea from Barron's, and I'd like to thank you for joining us for another episode of The Way Forward. Lately, we've been asked by a lot of listeners and people across the industry, what are some of the attributes of advisors who are really thriving in this environment and who are getting uh, referral-driven growth at an exceptional rate? Uh, in our opinion, they're characterized by a couple different attributes. Uh, first, I think they're forward-thinking teams that are creating excellent investment ideas and output and execution for their clients. Uh, they're doing great work in foundational planning uh, and touching on the multi-generational needs of the families they're working with. But another attribute that's come to mind to us is very consistent among those who in this pandemic have been uh, really utilizing as an opportunity to grow uh, primarily through referral-driven growth, uh, is that they're leaning forward to try and merge the digital and analog wealth advisory experience. Well, our guest today is an individual who can lend a lot of perspective and opinion to that uh, that situation. Uh, it's Bill Crager, who's the CEO of InvestNet. And if you don't know a lot about InvestNet, I know many of you uh, in the audience are very familiar with this company, but you can think of it as a digital investment planning and resources platform for advisors uh, with nearly a trillion dollars, in fact, over a trillion dollars in assets uh, represented by uh, the advisors who utilize the platform. Uh, Bill's been there a long time. He's been the architect of many of the firm's successes, uh, and he has a remarkable vantage point on the development of that merged digital and analog experience and what it's going to mean for the future of the business. Bill, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? Sterling, good to be here. Really looking forward to this. Thank you for having me. Where are you calling in from? I'm in Philadelphia today, uh, suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm actually I snuck into my office and uh, getting a lot of work done. So good, um, good. quiet here. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, the uh, the story of InvestNet is fascinating, um, but more than just the company itself, it illuminates a lot of interesting trends that I think are going to be very germane for the future of the business. Uh, for a little background um, for the listeners out there, can you can you give us a snapshot tour of the, the story of how InvestNet was founded and uh, the breakthrough moments? And, and what do you attribute to the firm's success? Yeah, you know, I... I was here when we started the company. We, we plugged a uh, uh, computer into the wall, uh, two computers sitting on two card tables, uh, my, my very good partner, Judd Bergman, and I. Um, and we put our dial in, uh, dial up into the wall and connected through a 28.8 modem. And uh, remarkable is that seems um, and how much has transpired over the last 20 years um, but we really wanted to try to build a digital environment that rivaled what the large firms were offering to their financial advisors. So how could we build, I wish we called it the cloud back then, but mm. build out in the cloud an infrastructure that could be plugged in and utilized by advisors to be able to level the playing field so every advisor could offer the same level of advice. And we did that using technology integrated with a network of solutions and then offered that in this virtual cloud-based environment. Uh, so uh, it was available to advisors, whether you were sitting you know, in downtown uh, here or, or downtown where you're sitting today, Sterling. Um, and, and, and it's been remarkable as I look back 
over the 20 years uh, since we've been in business is we serve you know, roughly one-third of U.S. financial advisors who, who use our platform to offer advice to their clients today. Wow, amazing. Um, and you mentioned Chad Bergman, who uh, many of the listeners are, are aware of his story, uh, the founder of the firm, an amazing guy, a pioneer uh, and a visionary who was tragically uh, killed with his wife last year in a, in a car accident. Um, you endured that heartbreak and, and I'm sure miss him so much as many, uh, many others do. What's it like having to have had to succeed your long-term partner and friend? You know, those, it was so difficult, Sterling. When I look back, um, it's been, you know, seven months now, eight months, and I'm, uh, I'm still shocked. You know, the only word I could, could say is shocked. And each and every day, I stop in my tracks and I think of Joe, Judd so near. Uh, you know, so 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 close um, in in the way that I think, in the way that I, I relate to the business. Um, you know, it's just it's just constant and 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 very present. Uh, he was a remarkable person, um, not only as a business partner but as a friend and just a human being. And the uh, the incredible things we have been able to accomplish together, um, but also the fun we've had and the and the and the relationships we've built across our company now that, you know, we employ over 4,000 employees. And, and uh, you know, I think each and every one of us is, was touched so deeply by Judd. And we miss him every day. I mean, just, just a, a huge presence that suddenly uh, is not there. Uh, but I will say that, you know, we forged on. Judd had this very uncanny awareness. And all along, he was, you know, get, get you know, we were somehow Sterling, over the last 20 years, we both got older, <laughs> Judd and myself. Yeah. We were pretty young when we started. But, you know, he was beginning to get a little, uh, you know, think about the future quite a bit and thinking uh, about how uh, close we were getting to what we, you know, the vision of what we, we really wanted, we aspired to. And he, and he used to tell me all the time, look, I'm going to get you uh, within sight of where you're headed, where we're headed. But Bill, you're going to you're going to bring it home. Hmm. And uh, incredibly, that turned out to be the case. Wow. Fascinating and, and so emotional. I believe it. Bill, when you started Investment and plugged those two computers on the card table into the wall, you, you were leagues ahead of anyone else in thinking about how to build a, a rich digital experience around portfolio and planning solutions for advisors. And, and uh, quickly that attracted such a loyal following of, of people who depended on uh, on the firm and, and the, the richness and robustness of that platform. Uh, but in the ensuing 20 years, uh, you know, now everybody's upping their game on the digital sphere. Uh, custodians, wirehouses, robo-advisors, um, they're pouring tons of money into mm. uh, that same set of services. Uh, as you think looking forward, what, what are the key priorities for InvestNet right now? And, and also while you're answering that, can you, can you put a, a spin on it as well as to uh, how have they changed as a result of uh, the pandemic? The technology, um, I always view as like the engine, right? And you've got, you, you've built this beautiful engine and um, more and more we're utilizing data to fuel the engine. And with data comes all these incredible uh, insight, Sterling. And, and you know, for advisors out there who, who kind of think of them as one, begin to separate them in your mind. You know, I've got these, these rich, I've got data and I've got access to this information, but how am I using it? What insights are coming out 
uh, the other end. You know, how am I getting better? How's my business improving? And how's the advice I'm offering uh, getting more uh, individual to each and every one of my clients? And so that's really what we've been thinking so much about is combining data with our engine and networking to a broader and broader set of solutions so that advice can be inclusive and incorporated and comprehensive. And, and the idea uh, that we have is that a person's financial life, whether it's the way they spend their money each and every day, the paychecks that are coming into their accounts, uh, you know, those daily transactions that they're making can connect to these hopes and dreams and aspirations that they have, which are their financial goals their financial plan. When you put those two pieces together, uh, you have something that, that, that is really profound. It helps that individual manage their daily financial lives, but also keep in mind each and every step of the way of where they want to get to, what they're mm. aspiring to do. And the, the connectivity between the two, Sterling, is data and data that runs through the engine. So as you're an advisor and you're thinking about you know, the future of advice, you have to really think not just of the technology you're using, but who's it, who has your data? It's your data. How do you have access uh, to it? And how are you utilizing it to improve and scale your business in a way that, that really fundamentally helps you offer a different uh, scope of advice to each and every one of the families that you serve today. And it, so it's an exciting period of time. To me, you know, I look out in the next five years and there's going to be incredible innovation. This, this is going to move very fast, but we're just beginning to see the impact of these two things. We felt the impact of technology. We're just about to feel as it being fueled with data, what that's going to mean. Can you give us a, uh, can I put you on the spot to give us a, a, a little snippet, a takeaway of uh, data that came out of uh, some of the information you're collecting that was surprising or particularly interesting for you? Let's look at what happened in March with financial advisors, which, which, uh, which was different than happened in the 2008 and 9 crisis. Um, we saw advisors absolutely do remarkably well on behalf of their clients. They did what, what clients hired them to do. They protected them. They dialed risk back during a very volatile period of time. Incredible uncertainty. I mean, the world was suddenly, yeah. we're all racing to our homes and everybody was checking their balances and wondering what the heck is going to go on here. And the world around you became uh, incredibly, uh, you know, they just couldn't see it. Um, April, you know, the market starts to turn back. And what we saw, you know, in the data is advisors began to turn back with it. And so, you know, it's remarkable to see when you when you can pick your head up above those clouds and look back down at the behavior of advisors overall, Sterling, you see what value they offer to their clients. And in, in the March, April time period, they absolutely help protect their clients during the worst of it. But then they didn't miss uh, what what's occurred since then. And their, their clients have, have invested and been been very successful uh, compared to, to past um, periods of, of volatility. Why is that? Why? They have more tools at their fingertips that they can access from any place and affect change much more effectively and quickly than ever before. And, you know, you know, uh, investment along with the other technology providers have really made that possible. A couple of clicks of the mouse and I can... I can rebalance and, and protect hundreds of my clients uh, versus in the past where that was a one by one by one that would take them uh, a long time and conversations and every other thing that had to happen. Now it's very streamlined and integrated. But data overall also is leading us towards um, understanding best 
uh, the ways advisors offer advice, and then the needs of their end clients, and, and being able to suggest things to advisors as to what might be on their clients' minds and do that in a predictive way. Um, that's very powerful. So as you're beginning to, to you know, check in on your Monday or Tuesday morning and you see a list of things uh, that you need to do, you know, mostly that comes out of your head and conversations with your staff. But now you're going to have a third person at the table, and that person is, is the insight and intelligence of, of, of your data and technology platform. These are the opportunities for these families. Here's why, and here's what to do about them. And, th- and that's really coming to market you know, now in 2020, is become, become, beginning to become a reality. Well, that's fascinating. Um, you know, one of the things that I admire uh, about Investnet that I think is worth other wealth firms emulating uh, is yours as a company in almost a, a constant state of innovation. Uh, there's so much that you're offering. You're always tweaking those offers. Right now, as you look across the, the product set for Investnet, what's the fastest growing offering that you have? Last year, we acquired uh, a firm named Money Guide. They're the, the market leader uh, for financial planning, and you know, planning is the is the crown, right? Because you know, and I think it's particularly essential as you went through a period like the, the this COVID period of time. Um, were you prepared? And the answer is different if you have a financial plan and if you don't have a financial plan. So again, for advisors, a, a word of advice or just just something I'd really encourage advisors to think about is to make sure each and every one of your your families has a financial plan. That's the the thing that you put in the lockbox and you pull it out on that in that emergency to say, here's the plan, here's why we're doing what we're doing. Um, but Money Guide has grown uh, incredibly over this period of time um, since we've acquired it because what we've done is we've now stitched it together with all of what Investnet does. So as you come up with a financial plan, Sterling, say you want to send a kid to college or your second home or think about a next generation, you know, each of those things is going to have its own strategy. That strategy is going to have investments, it's going to have income, it's going to have protection, it's going to have debt, things that you have to bring together in a way and optimize to achieve the plan. And that those relationships between each of those things is going to change between today and the day that you reach the plan. Right. As you get closer, you're going to be more conservative. But as you're further away from it, you know, you want to lean into it and try to achieve it. And so to me, what we've seen such a great adoption of is as we brought data together with Money Guide and networked it with all of our solutions, the adoption rates have gone way up. Um, The other very interesting thing is these bite-sized FinApps, uh, we call them MyBlocks, that we've been building. So in in, in less than 10 minutes, uh, your clients can depict their, uh, you know, their, their, their optimize their credit, um, you know, their credit cards or think about whether I should rent or uh, buy a home or lease or buy a car. Really small snippets of financial planning that can be completed in like five minutes uh, can be used by the, the kids who are just, you know, in college all the way up to retirees who are trying to figure out how to how to generate income long term. Uh, very sophisticated underneath, but very simple from a user standpoint. And those are being, uh, you know, utilized for, by, a, by a broader and broader group of advisors and their end clients. 
that doesn't surprise me. You know, we're asked a lot, often by advisors, what's the most exciting, dynamic component of the future of sophisticated wealth management, to which we respond, financial planning. Um, but even if advisors are, are building out their base in, in, uh, and ability and, and acumen and planning, a lot of them are still doing it the same way they used to for a very long time. And, and the game has changed. Applying software to drive efficiency and scalability uh, can greatly help that process. So, um, uh, it's not. It's not the. It's not necessarily the way you used to do it. No, I, I used to think Sterling. I mean, what what's so incredible is you, you'd get a plan, and I have the leather bound one from I think it was nineteen eighty nine that I created for. What? How relevant is that to my life today? Yeah, it yeah. is absolutely not. And 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 the thing with planning today is to living. It's a living plan. So meaning, mm. you know the way the markets are reacting, the way my investments have performed, the way my income has changed, the amount of money that I have in the bank, all those influence what the plan is. And, 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 and so it's, it's really a dynamic environment and it's helpful, you know, at the end of the day, again, to see the shock of what occur, has occurred in the last several months. Um, hey, am I on track or I'm not on track? And if I'm not, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like the end of the world. And if I am, that's incredible. Bill, you recently announced a partnership with Dynasty Financial Partners. Can you explain a little bit about how that came to be and uh, how it affects your strategy moving forward? Sure. You know, we, we're exci- we're very excited about it. It's one of the last things that Judd and I worked on, uh, to be honest with you, um, uh, in in October. It actually was, uh, you know, the, just just a couple of days before he passed away. Um, what investment has built, Sterling, is to help advisors provide advice to their clients. So all the things that we've done are really to help that engagement with their client, whether it's to make an investment choice or to present them information, to do performance reporting. All these things that we do is to help to, to bond the, the advisor with their clients and the advice they offer. What we haven't done is help advisors uh, build business, build their business. And how do we, you know, how can we support them? as they look to grow. And to me, you know, we have such a data asset. We have such a technology infrastructure. Were there ways for us to really uh, reach, you know, beyond what we've done traditionally and think about the advisor's practice and help them, uh, you know, just just grow? And we, you know, long partnership with, with Cheryl Penny and the team at Dynasty began to noodle this idea and we came up with an idea uh, called the Advisor Services Exchange. And really that, that what that does is help advisors um, begin to get a sense of their, their value. You know, with the data that they have, we can help them interpret their current valuation, steps that they could take to improve, you know, the, the value of their practice, um, provide a capital uh, infrastructure through Dynasty in which they can could borrow uh, against uh, their practice to, to either do an acquisition or think about succession, as well as built out an outsourced network of services for finance, for marketing, for compliance. And by doing that, you know, you really get some more scale in the business and the, the ability to, to grow along with the state of the art versus being dependent on a, on a smaller staff that, that may not be, be as agile or at adaptive to, to what's going on out in the, in the, in the greater industry. So, so to me, again, this was a, a natural step for us. We made the announcement. The feedback's been incredible. We've had lots of advisors reach out to us to, to say, hey, how do I take advantage of this? And advisors are thinking, and everybody should think about, okay, strategy. What's my next five years look like? Whether that's succession, whether that's acquisition, 
whether that's sale, whether, you know, think about the valuation of your business and your practice. And we can, you know, with the advisor services exchange, we can, we can absolutely be helpful. Well, it's exciting. You and the leadership team there uh, are making a lot of bets uh, for InvestNet on what the future of the business is going to going to look like. Um, can you maybe give us a view into your, your crystal ball there? You know, how do you see the business changing uh, and being different, uh, you know, coming out of this, uh, the pandemic situation? What, what facets will be different forever and, and what will it look like? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think there's a different level of preparedness that, that each and every, uh, every advisor is going to be uh, thinking about and that's for their business, but that's also on behalf of their clients. How do you, how, you know, make sure that you're prepared um, and helping your clients be prepared for whatever comes your way? And I think that's in 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 helping them bring together information, having them access twenty four seven access to you, the advisor, through a digital portal. Um, uh, have the ability to have all documents in one place. Uh, have the ability to to answer the hard questions uh, that families have when, when they're under incredible stress. Do, can I get through this? A. B. What if something happens to me? And those are really difficult questions and, the, you know, the, the, the vulnerable questions for families to ask. But the advisor is in a great position to be able to answer them. So I think preparedness is really, um, you know, kind of um, something that, that everyone will will we'll, we'll give a lot of thought to as you get out of this uh, period of time. Uh, for, for businesses, for advisors, uh, organizing data, managing data, and utilizing data to help you monetize and grow your business faster, um, it can be done um, and, and should be done. Um, you know, just as uh, Amazon has provided a cloud service for large organizations, um, firms should think about cloud services for their practices so they can access data, they have it, whether uh, there's some sort of, you know, uh, reason why they can't be in the office or there's some natural disaster or something, it's always there, you know, and you're always on, you're always able to to, to continue um, your business. But as, as I look forward, really, um, I see I see this, and it's something we've talked about for a number of years, and, and, and going back to, again, to my friend Judd, he he came. He coined the phrase the Kasparov principle. He loved chess, and you know, uh, Gary Kasparov was a great chess master, and he beat every human being that he could beat. And then IBM built this machine, and they took him on. The first time Kasparov beat him. Second time though, the machine won. And it's and it wasn't the machine that beat him. It was the machine plus experts behind the wall, behind the curtain, behind the computer was a hundred of the top chess masters in the world trying to beat this guy. And they beat him. And it was this combination of experts plus machines that offer better outcomes. So as we go forward here, advisors are, you know, the essential value of every relationship, but they can be that much greater when combined with technology and data to provide really the most uh, progressive and, and most you know, valuable advice to families. And, and so as we go uh, out of this period, digital, uh, this idea that practices become digital and human, I think is uh, uh, essential. It's not, a, it's not a choice anymore. Your, your firm needs to have this digital front end backed by you know, the best and brightest advisors in the world. 
Are, are investment platforms going to be more streamlined with fewer choices, both the rise of model portfolios and a general trend that we see of advisors in terms of their utilization of third-party asset managers doing deeper and uh, broader business with fewer trusted trusted providers. Um, are platforms going to look a lot different in five years? I think so. I think I think platforms, you know, the, the bigger getting bigger, but the, the smaller providers offer incredible value in the types of services they provide and the focus mm. that they do in, in different spaces. So, so call it impact or if you're an international player, or you've got uh, an interest in, in hard assets or whatever, you know, that's real value. But the, the larger players will continue to, to get larger. What I do think, Sterling, is the platform won't look anything like it does today. It will not just be investments. It will be investments plus banking, plus insurance, plus credit, plus healthcare, plus this integrated environment around a person's financial, a person's financial life, so that they can optimize, um, you know, their well-being and their quality of life. And it is within reach. You know, it's so exciting to me to think about, you know, the way advice will be offered in the next couple of years. From, hey, you know, I, I make this much money. Is this, and you know, what's the ideal time to retire, and what's the ideal income? Uh, that I can generate. And people have a much better understanding of that in a couple of years than they do. It, it, sometimes it's a real guessing game. You know, it's a, it, 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 it is not a certainty. I think we can get more and more certainty around how advice is offered to the individual family. And that's exciting to me. Uh, how do you think advisors are going to have to di differentiate themselves in the next five years? Being available at all times, no matter where you're at, and have very usable technology on the front end. So, Tuesday at 11.30 p.m., I'm logged on and I'm asking questions and the advisor's platform is responding to me through chatbots, through AI. Uh, there are tools on my, uh, on my portal that I can, can do basic financial planning. I can leave questions for the advisor. I can schedule uh, meetings. I can express interest in lots of things. The platform, the digital portal itself is going to make suggestions to me that the advisor normally would make on their own. And I'll be much more informed about all the components of my financial life. That's a value proposition. Individuals, families will absolutely pay for and firms will prosper and be very successful as they, as they offer that scope of advice. It's not there today. You know, if, if I told you that was the value proposition <laughs> that you could, you could, you know, yeah. you, you'd be all over it. And I think every family would be all over that, but that's coming. And I think advisors, again, one of my strong suggestions is for advisors to lean into the data because the data begins to set you up to do exactly what I just said. It will, it will fuel this network of capabilities that will bring together that advice in a very comprehensive, scalable, and sometimes automated way for you. Um, on behalf of your clients. And, and, and again, so, so I think that value proposition grows and advisors become more essential, but the, 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 the value proposition that a client will see will be both digital and human. I love this person. I trust them. I believe in them, but they also serve me every day of the week at any hour uh, through, the, through the technology that they offer me when I, when I click on their app uh, on my phone. Bill, I'm getting a lot of great takeaways here. Lean into data, uh, mm -hmm. let that fuel the machine, uh, lean into technology, think about AI and, and other facets that can drive efficiencies and a better client experience. Lean into planning, because uh, mm -hmm. that'll be a guide that'll help enrich the value proposition. You get, you're giving us a lot to 
to chew on here. Uh, I'm wondering if you could uh, if you could close by offering us a, a final high conviction actionable idea. You know, absolutely, Sterling. Again, I think that first and foremost, as you're thinking about the rest of this year in 2021, think about your .com, whatever your web address is. Think about that experience. Your clients are going to want to access you want the information that you're offering to them at all times. And they want to make sure you're available at all times. And I just think that that advisors are are behind here. You know, I look at the overall, um, you know, the landscape of our industry, the fintechs, they're serving a, a, a much different profile client. They're serving a client that is uh, younger, doesn't have the assets, has far fewer kind of material concerns about their wealth, uh, but they're anxious about it and they're turning to a digital environment because that's that's easy for them to do that. That is creeping up from an age category towards your business, to, towards your practice. The good news for you is that all the capabilities that those fintechs are being disrupted with are available to you and can be implemented on your behalf without disrupting the value that you, the human being, the advisor, the essential, you know, kind of expert here, um, provide. It actually just enhances it. So to me, that that one takeaway, I, I would think long and hard about, you know, plan for it for the next couple of months, but be, you know, swing into action by the time we get to the new year is think about your digital engagement and your, your portal, how you're connecting to your clients digitally. It'll be a difference maker. And I think, you know, a couple of years down the road, firms that do it, Will will prosper. Firms that don't do it, uh, it'll be like the, the you know the older commission type advisor who's who stuck held to, to stock sales that that you know wasn't the advice path of the future. This one is, and and I really feel strongly about that. Well, Bill, that that's great. Um, you've given us uh, a lot to chew on here. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much for your insights today, Sterling. It's been awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, be safe, and I hope to see you soon. Okay. And I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another newsletter and episode of The Way Forward. This podcast is brought to you by ClearBridge Investments. Meet an evolving economy confidently with ClearBridge Active Equities, the foundation of a resilient portfolio. ClearBridge, a Franklin Templeton company. Go to clearbridge.com to learn more.